This episode of Diamond Talk is brought to you by Megaseats.com. Megaseats.com is your go-to website for buying tickets for your favorite sporting events, concert, or theater. Yeah, you heard me right. Go see a Yankee game during the day, then go see Springsteen on Broadway at night. It's that easy. This website is awesome. There are no service fees ever. There's no shipping to get you your tickets, and the website is super user-friendly. And right now, use the code SSAW Network for 10% off. I went and checked it out. I looked myself. You get a great map of the venue. You get to see where your seats are to watch whatever you're going to be watching. And when you enter in that code, you do get 10% off. And there's no service fees or shipping added. So the price you see is the price that you're actually going to pay. And I'm used to having to click through a couple different screens to see what my actual price is. Best thing about this website is whatever you see on that screen as you're perusing tickets, that is the price you're going to see on your receipt. So go to megaseats.com and get your tickets for the next sporting event and we'll see you on the field. everybody welcome back to diamond talk and you know we're about a week removed from from the trade deadline so things are quieting down a little bit but some might say this is kind of the best part of baseball where your competitors right the guys are who are going to make the playoffs they're either really killing it right now or not not killing it at all right uh depending on who you who you're talking to so yo look today we don't have rob rob is doing great things for his family today so we only have nick who usually does great things for his family but nick man what are you up to Oh, you know, trying to do great things for the family, but excited to talk about, you know, some of the slides and some of the risers. There's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, this is going to be a fun week to talk about it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, like, we we mentioned it, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, there's some teams that we just don't talk about anymore because their, their season's pretty much done, and, you know, at this point, we just feel bad for the fans. But, like, like look, there's been a lot of good baseball, a lot of a lot of questionable baseball as well. But, you know, I think the best thing to start off with is that, Really sick slide from Trey Turner. Dude, how how is anybody that smooth? It looks like he was doing it on ice. It's crazy. So sick. You, you think uh, him and Scherzer are fitting into L.A. pretty well? Oh, man, yeah. L.A. loves them. It seems like they love L.A. They're doing their thing. I mean, I said on the last episode that the Dodgers were the big winners because they – I mean, Scherzer is a game changer for any team. That's just clear and obvious. But to get a guy like Trey Turner just kind of thrown in there – but man, that slide! I saw it. I sent it to everybody. I've I've watched that slide fifty times, legitimately, because it, like you said, it looks like he's on ice. It looks like he's on a slip and slide. It looks like a dance move. Like it looks like he's about to start break dancing. It, and the way he pulled out of it, just kind of walked off all humbly. Like it's almost like he knew he was going to do that. And really, it looked like he slid twenty feet. I can't even believe it was physically possible. Yo, Trey Turner breaking the law of physics. But look. It hasn't been all great for Dodgerland, right? Mookie Betts just got put on a 10-day DL, so they'll be missing him. We started to come around, right? Like, he had a really kind of auspicious first half. Last couple of weeks, he, he heated up, right? He's he's back to Mookie of old and then back on the shelf. You you hate to see it. You hate to see it, especially in a tight NL West, which is where we're going to start today, man. Look, the NL West, as we've seen it all year, has been 
a three-team race with the Rockies, you know, barely being a major league team, and the Diamondbacks on pace to break the major league loss record. So, yo, let's start with the NLS here, right? Giants are still killing it. Do you expect any change from here to September or, or to October, basically? In the NLS, no, not at all. Uh, I know Dodger fans and pretty much anybody who watches MLB baseball is like they're just waiting for the Dodgers to jump over the Giants. But the Giants just keep doing it. And I think the Chris Bryant trade was the solidified, you know, it solidified what they're going to do. That got, That's such a good bat in that lineup. And he's already hit, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the two, three, four, five hole. So they're putting him all over the place. But uh, that was just such a great addition. That was the name to gain the respect that I think the team needed. But they just keep putting it together. They're eight and two in their last 10 games, and they have a winning record any way you break it down, home, away. They're 10 games over 500 against teams that are over 500. They're 35 and 25. And the Dodgers are 29 and 31. They have a losing record. It's it's just impressive. I, it's at the point now we're so far into August that I don't I don't see another team beating the Giants because they're not beating themselves. The part that's interesting to me is I don't know if the Padres are going to make it. They need Tatis back, and you know they I don't know. There's some other teams, some other divisions that are playing hot, hot, hot baseball right now, and the Padres might not make it. It's crazy when you look at it, right? Because the Padres are so like well ahead in the wild card race, and obviously you get two wild card spots, so you got to assume one of them is going to go to the Dodgers at this point, and the other one. Is Padres, and then, you know, way below them, you have the Reds kind of creeping up. Um, but, you know, I think the, the main point to take away here is it hasn't been smooth failing for the favorites in that division. You know, the Dodgers have dealt with injuries, and one of the things that we, that we loved at the beginning of the year about the Dodgers was that depth, the fact that they had um, people everywhere to come in and just, you know, fill in in a starting role, and that just hasn't happened this year. Right, don't get me wrong. You have had some pretty cool performances from guys like AJ Pollock, who, you know, a lot of people left for dead because he's never healthy. Right, um, Bellinger, like you know, you always hear you always hear some people say Bellinger is garbage and he doesn't and, and they want him traded. You know, that's, that's pretty much one guy in particular says that <laughs> for sure. The Godfather, yeah, the guy. He he pretty much wants CJ gone. I mean, he wants. Uh, I'm sorry, not CJ gone. He wants Cody gone. Um, and the Padres, you know. As exciting as they are, we have seen how much they depend on on Manny Machado. That team has been worse yeah. since Machado has been out. And you can say it's the energy. You can say whatever it is, but they just do not look the same. And it's funny because they're in a trade deadline. They were one of the teams rumored to be in the in trading position for, for Trevor Story, which at this point, if you're, if you're the Rockies, you're kind of just like, please, somebody take him, give us anything. But, you know. Wait, you mean Machado or Tatis? You mean Tatis, Tatis right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, even, but Machado is showing how important he is, but you're right. The, the absence yeah, yeah, of Tatis yeah. has it's shown the true colors of the team. Yeah, no, Machado, Machado's doing his own thing, right? He, he, he's still doing him, right? And in my opinion, the best third baseman in the MLB. Uh, but, yeah, it, so it's weird. The NL West is weird. And I, and I agree with you. I don't see the Giants going anywhere, right? Because they're winning, they're winning in ways that make sense. They're, they don't have any part of their game that's so much above the rest that's making up for it. No, they're like, from from top down, they they just get it done, right? They they have enough power, right? They put the ball in play. They're pitching, you know. Kevin Gossman's obviously having an amazing season, but the rest of those guys are, are you know, they're no scrubs. They're you know, Alex Woods in there, he's doing his thing. So it's it's fun to watch, man. It, it's definitely been a a good run for, for the NLS, and I think it's only gonna get better. You know, same might might not be said about the NL Central. 
right? So the Brewers are kind of running away with it. And we thought we, we probably thought there was going to be a tighter division to start off with, right, at the beginning of the year uh, between the, the Brewers and the Cardinals, at least. We thought the Cubs might be competitive. You know, obviously they were in super sell mode. But the Brewers are running away with it, right? Their three-headed monster continues to dominate. The Reds are – I don't know if it's surprising or not, but they are in second place in that division, and they have the, the closest chance at getting the, the second wild card, right? And, and the Cardinals have just disappointed. Cardinals have not done well, right? They're, they're, they're trash away. They're, they're, they're seven games under 500. You know, we're not going to talk about the Pirates. Pirates are rebuilding. We all know this. But, yo, look, when we talk about the NL Central, what are you looking for for the next couple months? Oh, I'm looking straight at Cincinnati and their head-to-head matchups. Uh, Milwaukee is doing it with a three-headed monster, and they made some really good trades that people didn't talk enough about to get that offensive going. But Cincinnati is one of, if I mean, you could argue it's the best offense in all of baseball, especially when you consider that home ballpark that they have half their games in. But their pitching staff is coming around. Their pitching staff has been lights out over these last 10 games. I mean, really, really good. I believe their starting staff has an ERA under 3.5 as a cumulative Luis Castillo went from early season struggles to just being an ace and they're getting bullpen pieces back they're not great bullpen pieces necessarily it's not a you know Craig Kimbrell or Liam Hendricks it's not the you know the stud shutdown guys but they're good above average arms and when you have enough good above average arms you can really play matchups and so they're getting a bunch of that back and looking at their schedule they've got three games against Milwaukee at the end of the month and the, the Reds are interesting because they're going for two different runs. They're, they could, if that if they sweep that series, they're seven games back right now. If they sweep that series, all things considered, they're at they're only four games back with almost two months left. That's that's not very far away. And they can also catch the Padres for the wild card. And I believe they're only four games back there. And their division just got worse. And all the teams... Their schedule, you know, coming up in the next couple months is loaded with teams that are not very good. St. Louis, the Cubs, Pittsburgh. They have a bunch of games with Pittsburgh. I believe they have nine games left with Pittsburgh. Washington, their really only tough series coming up is going to be Milwaukee and the Dodgers and the White Sox. They really only have nine really tough games coming up. And so they have a great opportunity to jump up both in the Central and also just in the NL wildcard. I think the Reds make it in, and I would be very excited to see Jesse Winker in the postseason and have him mic'd up pregame. That, I, that would be so much fun for me. It, they've been doing it in expected ways, right? We know that's the power ball club with the guys they have up and down that lineup. Jesse Winker hit another level this year, right? He's absolutely crushing right-handed pitching. Luis Castillo is kind of, you know, I, I feel like I've had him as my NL Cy Young Award winner like two years in a row, and he's not really living up to that, right? But the still, last last ten starts he has for sure. He's getting there, but man, I don't know. They have potential, right? We we've seen Sunny Gray show spurts of of dominance, right? Um, you know, it's a fun team to watch. It's a fun team to watch. They're second in the NL and runs scored, and when you can do that, that gives you a chance every single game. Absolutely, you know, I think they fall short. I really do think the the NL West three hundred monster kind of gets in there, but I don't know, man. It's it. It's not crazy to me that they're as close as they've been, right? Because in the beginning of the year, we said the NL Central was going to be a tight one with the exclusion of the Pirates. And, you know, until the Cubs started kind of selling off pieces, it was pretty tight, right? I think at the break, everyone was within five games of each other, including the Cubs. So great division to watch. Probably everyone's favorite division to watch in the NL, though, for, for multiple different reasons. The NL East. 
the, the Mets have come crashing down to earth. They're two and eight in their last ten. Flip that around with the Phillies. The Phillies are eight and two in their last ten and have taken over first place in the NL East. And the Braves have quietly hung around. If if I told you today that the Braves are one game away from first place, despite everything that they have had handled this year, right? Like so, Acuna Jr. out for the year, right? Ozuna, their big investment, he's in jail right now. Well, he's not in jail, but you know he, he's on the example list. He's not playing. He's you're not gonna see him the rest of this year. All of the injuries that they had pile up on. You know, on that roster to their arms, but somehow, some way, they're in second place, man. You know, Nationals. We, we just saw them sell off their 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 two arguably two out of three best pieces, right, with the exception of Soto, and and Marlins. They're kind of just they, they keep fighting on, man. They they keep fighting on. They're they're not a bad team to watch, just not competitive at this point. But yo, NL East, what are you watching for here? I am watching the Braves. I'm staring them dead in the face. Of all the teams in the NL East, literally of the five of them, they're the only one with a positive run differential. They're the only team that have scored more runs than they've given up. That's insanity. Philadelphia has the easiest schedule in baseball to finish out the year, and the Braves actually have a fairly tough schedule. they got to go to Colorado for four, which they play really well at home. They're one of the best home teams in all of baseball. They've got two series against the Dodgers, two series against the Giants, two series against the Padres. So... The the Braves have a tough schedule, and the Phillies have an easy schedule, which definitely favors the Phillies. And they did a good job at the trade deadline. They got a starter that they needed in Kyle Gibson. They got a closer that they needed Ian Kennedy. Regardless of how good you want to think Ian Kennedy is, he is having a good year. And we're playing this year right now. We're not playing next year. We're not playing last year. So they did some things that they needed to do. Um, the Mets, oh, my goodness. It's, that's, it's really, really sad. But I'm looking at the Braves because if they can push through some of their difficult schedules, having the only positive run differential in the entire division just screams that they are going to win it. And they have Max Free that just came back. So they have some arms coming back. Uh, Oscar, you know, is coming back. And if he can be what he was before he got injured, that's that's a big increase on in your starting rotation with those two guys. So the Braves, you know, quiet all year, started struggling early. And like you said, with all the injuries, you didn't even mention Acuna Jr., who's arguably the best player in the game. He's out for the rest of the season. It's it's crazy. The moves they made at the trade deadline, getting literally four major league caliber outfielders, was a big damn deal. They have depth. They're going to have depth. And it's going to be a fun race. This is going to be the most interesting race coming down the stretch, like you said, because in the NL West, even though to me that race is more fun to watch because it is better baseball, all the teams are much better. Definitely. You kind of already know the Giants and Dodgers, minus catastrophes they are in the playoffs the only question over there is are the Padres going to make it so it's not really a race because they're all going to be in the playoffs the NL East you have to win to get in none of those teams are getting a wild card so it's going to be really fun new ownership came to to Queens and and anytime new ownership comes you kind of get excited but what we've seen is this is kind of like the same old Mets right like the pieces are there You, you can't argue that they don't have the guys the guys are there and you can even say they're playing well most of them but they just can't piece it together Right, they just, for whatever reason, when it comes down to it, they're not getting the W's, and it's been ugly. The Mets are gonna met. The Mets are gonna met. That is as clear as sunlight coming on the next morning, unless you're in Alaska. But yeah, it's it's insane. It's, let's go to the AL. Right, break down the AL before uh, a little bit here. AL West, you know, there's it's essentially a two team race, right? Like let's not let's not play games here. The Mariner story this year has been cute, right? But 
I, I don't think anyone actually had them in a wild card spot or or you know even even till midseason, right? Like they, they're hanging around, they're hanging around. That team is not ready, you know, and I think they've shown it over their last ten, right? Three and seven, you know, Angels, you know, Angel fans, you guys have to battle your own demons. Holy crap, does your product stink? Rangers, we know they're out, but the Athletics and Astros, these are two teams that, you know, I don't think anyone's surprised that they're the first, the, the first and second place teams in the division right now at this point in the season. I think what is surprising is how they got there. Astros have been creative. Their stars have been out most of the year, so they're, they're relying on different guys, right? It's not your Alex Bregman taking over. Carlos Correa has been hurt for, for a lot of parts this year. Altuve actually is having a great comeback season, in my opinion, which isn't getting talked about enough. Altuve is kind of, you know, last year kind of sucked for him, right? He got booed and stuff like that. But he's come back and he's answered back this year. And he's he's performing at, at a top level, in my opinion, at the second base position. And for the athletics, you know, their additions are coming in handy, uh, especially with the suspension of, oh, man, it's slipping my name right now, uh, Ramon Laureano. Yeah, like, he, he's suspended. You're not going to see him the rest of this season. But they're, you know, they're pushing through. They, they always do it their way, right? They, they, they find ways to get the most out of guys that probably are playing above their pay grade. So, AOS, man, what do you got coming down for the last few months? <laughs> Oakland needed to never count out. I remember one of our first episodes this season, we asked, you know, are, is, is Oakland really out of it? And I said, yeah, because their starting pitching just wasn't, didn't seem to be there. And as a pitching staff, they've given up the least amount of runs in the American League. That Oakland just figures it out every single year. Um, Houston is just good. They are good at everything. They score a lot of runs. They don't give up very many runs. They have depth. To think that Alex Bregman hasn't played a game for them yet this year, and this is what they're doing, to me is insanity. I know you're not the biggest fan of him, but he is a good baseball player. He is at least above average. And to take that out, that that's a big loss, and you, you don't even know. Like, you really just don't even know. And to your point, uh, with Altuve, he's probably the best second baseman in the American League, maybe in all of baseball this year, and you just don't hear about it. So everybody's going to hate. They are showing that cheating or not, they're just a good damn team. They have a legitimate shot to win a World Series this year. Um, it, they might be the best team in the American League, and they keep doing it in every way possible. I'm really interested to see if Oakland can pull through. And to your point about the Mariners, look, it is a cute story, and I think that was a great way to put it. But they're just not there. And guess what? They weren't supposed to be. So right. everybody relax. This is still a positive year for the Mariners. Yes, you never celebrate a win. But as an organization, they're going in the right direction. And they have way more. They don't even have bullets coming up. They have bombs coming up from their minor league system. So the future is bright for Seattle. It's just not this year. But Oakland, I'm really interested to see how. Because for them to be 8-2 and two or the last, eight game, or last 10 games, is insane to me because they're just I didn't see any moves they made as really putting them over the top and they're they're going over the top. So we'll see if they make it into the playoffs. They have a really good shot at it because the team that we're about to talk about here in a little bit sliding big time. It's teams are getting out of Oakland's way as they're also getting above everybody else. Yeah. And look and, and what I've learned, I think what we both learned and you kind of said it is don't count out Oakland. They're gonna find ways to win. It's not gonna be pretty. Right, you're not gonna leave there feeling good about yourself, but they're gonna have the W's at the end of the day, and, and that's what they're proving, right? I, in my opinion, when they added Marte, that was the best player they have on their roster most of the time, right? I, I know that Matt Olson's kind of having a great year, but Matt Chapman has kind of come down to earth. He um, has big time. 
yeah, the, the rest of those guys, you know, Sean Murphy has kind of shown that he's kind of one-sided, right? He's doing great on defense. Offensively, you know, he he isn't he hasn't really gone to that next level, right? And, and the rest of that team, right? Like it's it's not a bad team. It's just not a team that you're like, all right, this is full of great players, but they find ways to win. And that's what matters. That's kind of the way they've been doing it for what feels like 20 years now. You know, AL Central, AL Central is very clear. The White Sox are winning this division, right? The, the closest team is the Indians, and they're 10 games back. They were obvious sellers during the, during the deadline. Um, Tigers, I think Tigers is a fun team to watch, right? They're, they're, a, veteran, they're a veteran team. Um, you have guys that you know there. They have the younger guys coming up now, right, uh, into the next couple of years. So fun to watch twins absolutely garbage oh my god they they've imploded in a way in ways that we probably haven't seen a, a team that was as good as they have before right from last year i don't know the hell i just said there that, that was a lot to say my point is last year they were good this year they're no good um the royals you know royals we, we kind of expected a struggle even though they kind of went off to hot start man so al central what are your takeaways from here one thing we got to talk about is the White Sox just absolutely killing it as expected. I mean, and getting better. Only... And getting, and getting better. better. And getting healthy. They yes, just sir. got back Lubob as well. So, yes, man, you did. got two Eloy Jimenez and Lubob come back on fire. And you, I mean, those two in any outfield, it almost makes you the best outfield in the game. And they both came back healthy. But to your point, Detroit, come, come. They might get second place in the division. And they're like five years ahead of schedule right now. This is crazy. <laughs> so I, I want to watch. I finally want to watch the Tigers. I did not think I would say that in 2021, but I do. And the White Sox, I'm really interested to see how they're going to go into the playoffs because I still think they're ahead of schedule. Rob said it a couple times that he really thinks 2022 is their year. And I, I hate to put it this way, but I think the White Sox playoff run this year is going to be a learning experience for them as opposed to a legitimate shot at contending, except for the man that caused so much controversy, Tony Larusa, man, he's showing his worth. And again, if they win a World Series this year, or even if they just make it to, if they win a title for the AL, that really cements to me what Tony Larusa can do in any clubhouse across baseball. If he becomes one of the best managers of all time, look, man, I've I've been the biggest like Tony Larusa apologist that there has been, right? Where I'm constantly defending what he does on the field, right? Off the field, that's a different story. Me and him are probably not getting a drink anytime soon. He probably should stop drinking altogether. Um, He's getting a drink. It's just whether or not you're going to be with him. Right, right. <laughs> but, look, there's nothing that man has done wrong on the field. You know, the whole Yerman Mercedes situation, he, he fixed it. He's the one that got him back on, onto the White Sox system, right? It's, you know, it's fun to watch. By the way, Eloy comes back just mashing, absolutely mashing. mashing. It is it is insane. We gotta see what Lou Bob does when when he comes back and at full time. But dude, it's fun to watch. They've done the things that they need to do, right? They they've made the moves. You know, think about it. They have two closers. They have two front line closers. They have the right? two best closers. Yes, and and that's barely even arguable, right? Like Craig Krimble, who has been in my in my personal opinion, he's the next greatest closer that we've seen since Mariano. It's Mariano then Craig yeah. Kimbrell since since Mariano's been here. And then, you know, after that, Liam Kendricks, he's no scrub. He's been pretty he's been doing pretty well himself, right? Just closed out the All-Star game literally a few weeks ago. So the White Sox are in the right direction. By the way, Michael Kopech, who is not being used as a starter, but he's using as kind of like a tuning relief guy, kind of like the Yankees use Chad Green. 
and, and some other pitchers get used out there, like he's killing it too. He's he, dominating. It is it is insane. Cause it's not like they have a bad rotation either, right? You have experience, right? Jolito, uh, Keiko, who has won a World Series. You know, it, it's it's just insane when you think about Lance Lynn, who's apparently the best pitcher in the world now. Like it's it's insane, it, and, and it's a team that just keeps getting better. And it's since, something we didn't bring up enough, like at all. Uh, and since you bring up Lance Lynn, the the play where Jose Abreu got hit in the head and Tony yeah. Lucia went out there yelling at the like. Okay, that, heads up, everybody. That was a show from Tony Larusa. He yeah, was not pissed at the catcher. Yeah. But guess what? It worked. Lance Lynn is has been one of the most vocal players in that clubhouse, and he was vocal at the beginning of the year that he was he was not on Tony Larusa's side. He wasn't against him, but he was not on his side. And he came out after that and said, "I'm all for Tony Larusa. I'm all for this guy. He just earned everybody's respect in this clubhouse." And say what, like you said, say what you want about him off the field. That man knows what to do on the field. He put on a show and got every single player on the White Sox on his side at the perfect time. Coming into the stretch run, let's get ready for playoffs. And he got the most vocal guy who's also leading the league, the American League in ERA, Lance Lynn, on his side. A vocal guy who's good, showing off. Man, talk, it, just, it's, it was awesome to see, and it was such a good move on his part. Man, like, and to, to bring up your point about like the playoffs and stuff like that, I think their biggest downfall is going to be the fact that they're going to run away with the division so much. Yeah. That it's going to be like, you know, when are we, what's the next time we're going to play competitive baseball? Yeah, right? no meaningful games. Yeah, because, you know, they have some, you know, I know they have a series coming up against the Yankees, right? And that series means so much more for the Yankees than it does the White Sox. And, you know, so if, if the White Sox lose two out of three, it's not a big deal for the White Sox because they're, they're running away with it anyway, right? So the, my opinion is that they go in there with a different mentality. Right, so they're not playing those games where it's like, oh man, we're you know we're, we're a couple of games away from losing our spot. No, these guys are clear, like super clear. So you know, good job by them, man. Good job, great organization. Let's move on to the AL East, and this this division changed pretty quickly. Um, as of right now, your AL champion 2020 Rays are back in first place, and they're in first place by five games. Red Sox, who at one point this season was running, they, they were running away with the division. They they are struggling pretty mightily. Uh, they're two and eight in their last ten. In that span, they've lost first place, obviously. In that span, uh, the Yankees have come within one and a half games of the the wild card spot, right? With, with them, and and last but not least, the Blue Jays should not be counted out either. Because they are just as hot as the Yankees and the Rays, and they're coming for that spot too. So what originally was a a shoo-in for the Red Sox being in the playoffs, now they're they're kind of competing to stay there. Because the wild card spot is going to come down between, you know, right now the Red Sox, Yankee, Blue Jays, and 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 the aforementioned A's, right? And those are tough teams when you don't have any pitching. Even though Chris Sale is coming back, that is some that is some news. But look, man, how do you break down the AL East right now? The the Red Sox were a shoe in to make the playoffs, and now they're a shoe in to not make it. I said it last week. <clears throat> I don't I don't see how they do it uh, unless Chris Sale comes back. And I said much earlier in the year, sometime before the All Star break, that if Chris Sale comes back at eighty percent, then that's awesome and it's going to help. That's Chris up, Sale man. needs to come back at one hundred percent. There's no other way that this happens. The Red Sox, in my opinion, right now are out of the playoffs. That wild card spot 
is between Toronto and the Yankees. And that's what I'm watching because the Rays, I call them as the AL champion going into the year. I got laughed at. I got called names. And they're, they're the, they have the highest winning percentage in the AL. So they're, they're there. They do it all the time. They trade away all their closers. They lost Glasnow. They lost Snell, I, obviously, before the season. But they, they just give away everybody, and somehow they still just put it together. It's This is – I mean, Oakland is pretty much in the postseason, I think. they Like we just talked about, they always seem to put it together. So the second wild card is between the Yankees and Toronto, and I, I'm so here for that, all of it. I'm a Yankees defender. I love watching them. I think they're one of the best organizations, all of baseball. They are always there, and they should be. It is better for baseball when they are competitive. But the Blue Jays are so fun. George Springer, man, I wish he would have played all year. I, I think I called him for AL MVP before him getting hurt. And he's just blasting balls all over the yard. They gain Barrios. That's a game changer. I'm so in for the Toronto Yankees uh, run down to the end of the season, see who gets that second wild card. I, I can't wait, man. Look, so with, with the Red Sox, Chris Sale, you know, what we know from Tommy John surgery, right? What we've seen is, it takes about a year to get back to anything close to normal, right? Where the year where you come back, usually that year is kind of rough on you. Um, your ERA is typically higher than it usually is, right? Um, well, he's he's been gone a year, so this is that this is that season where it's a little rough. Even if he's back to classic Chris Sale, where he's striking out literally everybody, hardest left-handed uh, pitcher to hit. That's one out of five games they're getting him. And even then, I assume that you're probably going to be limiting his innings, right? This is a long-term investment for you guys. You still have a few more years on his contract. So it's a great story, but I don't, I don't see it happening, right? And, and I think what you saw around the AL East is other teams got better. And, and not by, like, a little bit. Other teams got, like, a lot better, right? Um, you know, the Yankees, even though half that team is on the COVID list right now, Right, they they added new blood, and that new blood it's it's been showing out. Right, they they have new energy. Right, They're, they have an energy that they haven't had all year. The Blue Jays, look, Henry Rue has been he's been doing great. Right, he's he's kind of been their ace, but you know a lot of people say Jose Barrios, you gave up too much for him. He's not a real ace. Yeah, watch him pitch, watch his stuff. That dude yeah. has one game win stuff. It is insane. Where where you know that's something that I don't believe they had before, even with Ryu. Right, so that's a game changer for them. Right, I think the one team I don't want to see in a one game playoff is the Blue Jays. If I'm gonna be completely honest yep. with you, you know, um, they they also added guys on the back end to help them out with that. Right, uh, the Rays for me, I still don't buy it, and I know I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. I still don't buy it with the Rays. <laughs> right, like, you know, they're a lot like the A's in my opinion, where they're 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 gonna win. They're gonna find ways to win. I just don't think it's it's you know it. I have no doubt that they win the division, right? They, they, they have the pieces. They get it done. You know, their goal every game is just to have more runs than the other guys. That's all they care about. And for them, most of the time, that's feasible. But, you know, I was, I was pretty surprised last year when they got as far as they did in the playoffs. I'd be, I'd honestly be even, be, I'd be more surprised this year if they got that far. Because in my opinion, this is, a, this is a worse race team than last year, even with the addition of Nelson Cruz. You know, I'm just thinking about all the guys they've lost on on the mound to start off with, right? You know, you're not getting Tyler Glass on this year, who was kind of your standout on the mound during last year's run. Blake Snell, who was your Game 7 pitcher, he's, you know, struggling down in, in San Diego. You know, you traded away your 
I guess, most veteran pitcher in <laughs> – I forget his name. Who's the guy you love? Uh, big lefty? Uh, I I can't think of who uh, – not Castillo. Diego no, Castillo? Well, they traded him too. No, but they traded the, the starting pitcher. He, he's, he's oh, Rich Hill? Very, Rich Hill, Rich Hill yeah, yeah, yeah. They traded away Rich Hill, which, you know, depth piece, but still, you know, pretty good, solid guy, right? So it's one of those things where yeah. – I don't know how they're getting it done, but they're getting it done, and that's all that really matters, right? But, you know, look, Randy Rosarena, nowhere near his production last year, not even close to his production last year, which last year was a historic year for him. So that's not to be – I'm not surprised at that, right? You know, it's just – for me, it's hard to see where it comes from, but it comes from somewhere different every night, and it, and it works for them, right? Joey Wendell having an amazing season this year. Can't hit a lefty for, to save his life, but he's having, he's having a great season this year. It, it's – Crazy. Mike Zanino was a starting catcher. For, I mean, he was, the, he was an all-star this year, which is something that I don't think a lot of people expected as you know, after he left uh, Seattle. So it is, it is an interesting time in, in the AL East. You know, for my money's worth, if it comes down to the last few games, I don't have the Yankees winning it. I just don't trust Aaron Boone, to, to be honest with you. I, I honestly do think he's probably one of the worst managers in, in, in the MLB. But we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting race, man. I know we're, we're a couple of way, a couple of months away from the playoffs, but what are you going to be looking for in the next couple of months? Uh, from a team standpoint, I'm I am absolutely watching the AL and NL East because those are those are the races that are the closest, and those teams have to win the division most likely to get in the playoffs, and that's that's so much more fun. When the wild card first came about, I hated I hated the idea that. A team who doesn't win their division get in the playoffs. And mind you, I was a Giants fan in 93 when they won 103 games but lost to the Atlanta Braves in the NL West. What the F? The Atlanta East Coast Braves won the NL West by one game, and the Giants won 103 games. That's insanity to me. I've been through that as a fan of the team that lost to that, and I still didn't like the wild card. I love the wild card. I also love the one-game wild card. I hope they do not change this to a playoff series. Oh, my God. It is the best game in all of sports. It's almost better than game seven of a World Series because it is the one game. But not only is the one game like game seven of the World Series, it's the one game to really see was your season a fluke? Did you get lucky at the end? Were you the best team in the beginning and you faltered? Can you hold it together? Like there's so many things that go into it. I love the wild card game. Keep it. Don't change it. Literally the best, best thing that Bud Selig did for the game of baseball, and he did a lot of good for it. So team-wise, I'm watching the AL East and the NL East. That's going to be super exciting. Player-wise, I am absolutely watching Shohei. I want this man to win the MVP. Um, I've been on record multiple times saying Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player to ever do it because he's done it from both sides of the plate. And over the year, you know, seeing the comparison of Shohei to Ruth, to me, was just like kind of blew my mind. But then when you look at it, Ruth was 27 when he transitioned from pitcher to hitter, and he went on to set all-time records that, let's say what you want to say, still really haven't been touched in so many ways. Uh, I don't think he's the home run king, but he's the only guy with over 700 home runs who has a career average over 300, and his career average is over 340. Holy crap. Like, get out of here. So what Shohei is doing both at the same time is overly impressive, and the, his attitude, the way he handles the game, is 
and every like he takes pitches that he doesn't believe are strikes, and he just walks away and like motions the umpire. He just did this the other night, like dude, you're you're crazy. That's inside, but he does it in like he's showing up the umpire and still doing it respectfully. The kid knows what he's doing. He's so good for the game. I want him to win MVP. I want the showcase on Shohei to be even brighter the whole way through. So I'm watching him for sure. And even though I'm not a Giants fan, I am absolutely watching that team because, first of all, screw the dog turds. If they can lose in any way, shape, or form, I'm all for it, even if I don't like the manager of the team that's beating them. But the Giants have become, as of this year, the NL version of the Rays. You don't know how they do it, but they're doing it. And it blows my mind that we can't figure it out. They are in that class now with the Rays and the A's of – how are you doing it, but just expect it? Like, in one year, the Giants have become a perennial contender, in my opinion, because I don't see how they go away with what they have right now. Man, look, I agree with you. And, you know, as far as the undervalued players going into this offseason, Kevin Gaussman always had top-end talent, right? He just yep. – he, he was an Oriole. He never – you know, I feel like Orioles never figure it out when they're there. Never, uh, but, especially pitchers. Exactly. So, you know, with him, he's having a great season. And, you know, I don't think anyone, I don't think the thought would be that it'd be this good, but, you know, it's not surprising that he's performing, right? With some of those other guys, though, it's like, okay, we're, we're getting it done somehow. I don't know how we're piecing this thing together, but, you know, duct tape or not, it's happening. You know, the rest of the season, I'm looking for, I'm not going to say I'm looking for history, right? But I'm looking for, for Vladdy Jr to keep doing his thing, right? I think he still does have a chance at a triple crown. Don't think it happens, right? Triple crowns are really rare. So Yeah, I, he's not going to get the average. I just looked, but yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if they change it to OPS, he's got it, and I wish they changed it to OPS for that reason. <laughs> Maybe in the future, man. But yeah, like, you know, I, I'm happy to see Vladdy succeed, so that's going to be fun to watch. Um, You know, the other thing, I'm, you know, Otani obviously is a fun one to watch. I, I want to see... I want to see what happens with those fringe teams, right? I, it's going to be a – the AL East is, is going to be a really fun race. I think this is the first time in a while the Yankees are in the position they've been in where they're – I want to say they're underdogs, but they definitely have an uphill battle. And we got to see how they respond to that. By the way, they're the only team in the majors who has a COVID case every other day. It's insane. <laughs> Everyone on that team has COVID. Like, I, I, it just makes – no. you know, people get vaccinated. Just, you know, just for your own good. You know, or, you know, I'm not a scientist, so don't listen to me. But make your own informed decision. But, you know, think about it. Think about it. But, you know, e- either way, though, my, my whole thing is that one-game playoff, I, I think, is going to be one of the best things that happens this year. I, I completely expect the Rays and, and, and A's to be – not the Rays. I, I expect the Jays, the Blue Jays, and the A's to be in the wild card game this year. Uh, you know, George Springer has come back, and he is a monster. Like He looks better, like, right now than he ever did at any other point in his career. At least to me, right? I, you know, maybe other people feel differently, but to me, this is the best he's looked ever in his career. So I'm looking forward to I, – I'd, I'd start Barrios that game personally, but I'm sure Ryu will probably start. Um, but, yeah, on, on the NL side, I'm, I'm all about seeing how, that, how, how the Mets respond. Because that was what this year was about, right? This year was about changing that culture, right? You bring in Francisco Lindor, sign him to a you know large contract. Uh, you bring in his friend Javi Baez, who whew, he is struggling. And you know the Grom, 
Obviously, he hasn't pitched because he's been hurt and stuff like that. So it's a season that looked like it was going to change Queens, and now it's kind of just really just dragging. So they have a real opportunity to show people, hey, look, we were down, but we're but we're back here. I'm really happy for Joe Girardi and the Phillies. They're doing amazing. Uh, you know, Zach Wheeler, who we didn't mention this show, he's probably your front runner for the AL for the AL Cy Young. It's probably between him, Bueller, and 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 possibly Gossman. So that's something to look forward to, man. It's been a great year of baseball. I think that, that that's what it comes down to. It's been an absolutely great year. Yeah, man, that is it for our show. We will catch you guys next time. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rob will be here. Nick, see you later, man. See all of you guys later. Peace out. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Diamond Talk. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up at diamondtalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's diamondtalkpodcast at gmail.com. To catch up on our old episodes, or if you want to check out the rest of the awesome pods that we have under the SSAW network, head to our website at tssaw.com and do not forget to subscribe. See you all next week and we'll catch you on the field.